this is another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, director of Sales for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from the Bone of Training. It looks like you forgot what we were doing there for a second, bud. You okay? Uh, I just had a bunch of things coming in at the same time. Uh, yeah, doing good, Rob. Amazing uh, what you can accomplish, man. You got it all going. Isn't it? Yeah. You're damn right. So we're going to keep going with this, um, the second part of the part one of our series on the value of education. I like it. This is going to be as welcome as a rattlesnake at a square dance. Was that a farmer or a cowboy? No, sir. You caught on. I'm on cowboy quotes now. Cowboy uh, quotes. And I know you're a, uh, you're, you're a big cowboy fan. Um, not a, not the Dallas Cowboys. No, no, of course. But just Cowboys in general. Yeah. And what do you like uh, about Cowboys, Rob? Uh, they are just some of the toughest right. SOBs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And uh, for New Year's Eve, or around New Year's Eve, we're not a big going out on New Year's Eve, but uh, the day before New Year's Eve, I got Pauline and I ticket to the PBR. Rodeo. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, she got wicked sick. Couldn't go. Oh, no. And she's like, I'll, I'll go for you. You know, I'll I'll go. And uh, I said, there's no way you can go. I, I said, the, the loud music, the huge bright lights, the manure smell, you'll be you'll be up chucking everywhere. You can't go. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want you to go alone. You know, and I said, I'll, I'll call Pete or my brother, see if they want to go take your place. So, you know, I just don't want to make you go to this. And I know she would have went, okay, as sick as she was. Yeah. So I texted Pete and like, hey, you want to go to the rodeo tonight? He goes, um, in New York City. I was like, okay. And I texted my brother. I go, hey, you want to go to the rodeo tonight? And both of these guys are not rodeo guys, you know. Mm -hmm. My brother goes, I'd like to, he said, but I'm in Rochester, which is about three hours away. We're going to a concert, him and his wife. I said, all right. So Pauline says, well, I said, yeah, Pete's going to meet me there. She said, really? I go, yeah, he's going to, mm. he's going to meet me there. So mm -hmm. went to the rodeo by myself. It was awesome. Toughest guys you've ever seen. I mean, they're yeah. just, it's amazing what these guys do. Yeah. I got home and she said, uh, I'd Pete like the rodeo. I said, I lied to you. I lied right to your mm. face. Okay. Mm -hmm. He didn't go, but I said, and I knew you would have gone and been sick as hell. Yeah. I said, so you can chalk that one up that I am admitting to a bold face lie right to you. There you go. But Wayne, I saw, uh, uh, there was a guy riding the bull. He gets chucked off and they got like the rodeo clowns they don't really dress like clowns but they're like you know yeah. what i mean they do yep. the rodeo con stuff this guy got tossed up in the air i'll send you the picture he got tossed up in the air about 12 feet in the air wow i mean that bull just came right under him and just threw him up with the strength of a snapping turtle man wow the guy hits the ground gets up and keeps doing his job i mean them clowns are amazing. They, they are really yeah. unbelievable. I mean, yeah. they, they're just going out poking the bear. 
You know what I mean? They're doing whatever yeah. they can to get the attention away from the rider onto them. It's it's the craziest damn thing you ever saw. Well, you know what I've always said, Rob, is there's never there never was a horse that couldn't be rode, and there was never a cowboy that couldn't be throwed. I know you always say that. Yeah. And now I'm not getting any money from the PBR, but we took my wife's cousin from Boston, and she is just pure Boston City girl, and we took her last year. She was in town. It was right around the same time. And uh, she would have been the last rodeo person. And we were walking out. She goes, that was an amazing show. She goes, I can't believe she even started following it a little bit. Wow. Yeah. So if you've ever thought about it and the PBR is in town, I'll tell you, it's the best 40 bucks you'll ever spend in your life. You should buy her a shirt that says, don't squat with your spurs on. all right hey let's do another hands-on training okay uh, another great part of hands-on training is positive feedback from students and instructors which will lead to increased confidence but it also helps you retain the smaller details i always think when the, as soon as i you know thinking smaller details i was thinking of really machine setup yeah and, uh, that's what i was thinking when that came up how important machine setup is and but like i said that positive feedback and i know i've said it you know in some of the other ones but positive feedback from journeymen is just important or if not even more important than from an instructor yeah yeah good stuff yeah, no quote. I, you want a quote? Okay, I give you a yeah. quote. The horse is a mirror to your soul, and sometimes you may not look what you see in the mirror. That's from a horse trainer. I'll tell you, is there? I, 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 I like I like horses, but I don't trust horses. And um, have you ever been thrown off a horse? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I have. I've never ridden a horse. I'm no kidding. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 Judy and I, um, uh, there's, there's this guy that, uh, he put an ad somewhere in a little, little card somewhere. I can't remember. I can see his card and he, you can, he takes you like horseback riding up into the mountains. So we said, okay, we'll, we'll do that. And, and, um, we thought there was going to be like 10 of us, but it was just me and Judy. And, um, and we met off some clandestine clan, what do you call it clandestine area out in the middle of so i don't even know if sure it was his own property and he had his trailer there and he had two horses and he had his own horse and uh so we met him there and this was like all kinds of uh hillbilly man i mean like i mean this like we didn't have to sign no waivers you know what i mean we just uh he had two horses he asked if you ever ride before we said no i lied and said i rode a little bit because you know i'm a man and uh <laughs> He said, okay, so you, you, you go, you can go first. And the woman, he goes, well, you know, at one point we're going to go up the side of this mountain and a single file. He said, all right. So we started doing that. Well, we're, the, our horses were walking on boulders, like, like bigger than softball size, uh, uh, rocks. Right. 
and to our right was a cliff. And um, um, <laughs> like we would have to go between between trees, and and Judy's horse brought her to where her, her side of her legs just like squeezed into that tree. Like you know what I mean? Like she ran that she ran her leg into that tree is what it was. And then the horses would the horses would stumble once in a while. And I thought, well, that's death right there. You know what I mean? We never rode before. So we finally get to the top and it evens out, right? And now we're seeing other few other horseback riders up there. And there's like a hitching post. He goes, if you want, we can stop here and go out and look at the view and everything. I said, all right, cool. So my horse goes up to the hitching post. I go to get off my horse. And the saddle slides off as I'm trying to, as I throw my leg over and I'm still on the saddle and the saddle's underneath the horse now and I'm falling off <laughs> into a puddle. Okay. So there was a part of me that when we got up there, that there's other horse riders, they wouldn't know that like we're beginners, like we're all horse riders. Right. But when you go to get off the horse and the whole saddle slides off the side of the horse and you come with it onto the ground, it's a bad look. Now I'm, I'm pissed, right? So he says, oh yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, when they, when they come up that hill, you know, they, they, they work up a pretty good sweat and uh, they lose some weight and everything. And so the saddle, sometimes he'd be readjusted. I thought, man, that sounds like BS1, you know? And also, come on, man, it's, that doesn't happen to other people. You know what I mean? So anyhow, uh, and on the way down, Judy's horse took off, scared the hell out of her. So it was a bad experience. And uh, I don't want to sound like a sissy, but it hurt to walk for for about a day. So um, anyhow, really? I'm not. Yes. Uh, have you ever never ride a horse and you ride yeah. a horse for, for like for like four or five hours? Your legs hurt the next day walking. Again, don't want to sound like a sissy, but uh just keeping it real. Come on, man. You've sanded floors, run jackhammers. Nobody's ever going to accuse you of being a sissy. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Um, but as the cowboys say, if you climb into the saddle, you be, be ready. Be ready for the ride. <laughs> be ready to be spun over backwards. Yeah. What do you got, Rob? So you you were upside down, and you didn't fall upside out. down. No, I couldn't get my foot out of the stirrup. I mean, that's his fault. That's not my fault. I didn't put the saddle on. So now you, you'd be ready for that if a plane ever, if you're on a plane and it flips over, you, you're like, hey, I've been here before. It's yeah, no biggie. exactly. A peacock today, a feather duster tomorrow. <clears throat> okay. A, a peacock today, a feather duster tomorrow. And this this stark transformation warns us about getting too caught up in our successes or becoming overly arrogant. And um, man, is this ever so true in the flooring business, man? You still gotta you you always gotta do the basics and what have you. And uh, I remember, you know, on some jobs you get done with the job, you look at it, you walk in there, and you go, man, I am amazing. I mean, I mean, I, I does it just don't get no better than this. I mean, it's perfect. And then you can go out to a job and whatever it is, something goes wrong. You know what I mean? This trade is very humbling. Uh, so uh, I do like that expression. Uh, don't get too full of yourself. Peacock today, a feather duster tomorrow. I think I can remember that one. All right. I'm going to use that. Probably okay. use that as my own too. 
All right, All right. Uh, Wayne, back to hands-on training. You know, people, everyone learns at, a, at their own pace. You know, it's different for different people. So my teacher uh, used, to, used to tell me is that she was consoling me. <laughs> Your pace is just a little bit slower than everybody else. Yes. Uh, hands-on training allows that, okay? It truly helps uh, with the retention of new skills because we can, you know, keep up or take more time with people. And, you know, one of the things that I'll do when we put, like, like for instance, when we put the big machine away, especially for guys who are new to the big machine, I'll go to guys individually and say, hey, you know, I know you had a good day and a half. Do you want, you want me to set you up on another panel and take a few more runs at it now that you've had two nights of sleep thinking about it? And you'd be shocked how many times guys really want to, yeah, let me take another swing at this. So, like I said, some people, you know, they just learn at different rates and hands-on training can really help that. You know, I'll tell you something. Um, I'm not really super, super mechanically inclined. Uh, I'm, I'm, I struggle with, with, uh, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. So I'm not going to be the first to learn. I'm not going to be the first to grasp something. I know that of myself. Over the years, I've I've kind of figured it, it takes me a while. Like you take a Lenny Hall or something like that. It seems to be able to pump. They're just born with it. They can just figure it out, look at it, figure it out, and boom, they're on their way. I'm not that guy. It takes me. I will eventually get there, and I will I will work at it so hard that I will be on the level that I'm I'm happy with. But it 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 you know when we grew up that we didn't have. There's no mechanics in our family. I remember one crescent wrench growing up, a great big crescent wrench, and we kept it under the front seat in case of, you know, somebody cough. <laughs> that was that was the extent of our tools and I think in our family. So, you know, it wasn't second nature to me to do this. But I wanted to be whatever I wanted to do, I wanted to be good at it. So while I may not be the first guy to get it, it may take me longer. I will absolutely shine in the end just out of persistence of it. So um yeah, I mean, at the schools, that's what, again, you know, you kind of learn things at your own pace. You can kind of take, you know, you can take an edger and all day and go off into another area. And, and you know, we've had people do that. Look, I'm really, I'm really here because I, I, I just having a hard time doing a certain thing. And we give them our input or whatever and then say, here, just go knock yourself out, man. And uh, maybe you don't need to do this other stuff. Maybe this is all you need to get out of this. And they'll get, they're thrilled for it. So that's good. You know, to kick back on what you were just saying here, I think a floor guy, floor sanders, more than anybody, will attempt just about anything, you know? I mean, I do in my own house. Plumbing, I've done some really screw-up jobs with plumbing. I'm still learning plumbing. But it's, you know, our craft, we're electricians. Right. If you want to keep a machine going, if something breaks down, how many times are you taking an edger apart? Nobody ever taught you how to take an edger apart, put it back together, but you do what you got to do to keep it going. Right. Yep, so yep. you learn how to spin a wrench, keep machines moving. We're painters, we're sanders. Yep. We're electricians. Yep. You know, we do a little of everything. And, yeah. you know, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with everything. So, I think a lot of us, you know, it just drives Pauline crazy when I start doing electrical stuff and she'll always point to that Christmas ornament that I sent you the picture of. 
Um, I when you when you first started talking about this, I thought you were going a different direction when you said guys will do anything in this trade or whatever. Um, I think there's two camps of flooring guys in the industry. There's one camp that don't change anything. Like they stand and finish the floor the same way every time. They don't veer off of that. That is the way to do it. They're not going to change and blah, blah, blah. And then there's the experimenter. The guy that wants that that's always looking for another way, another trying to get it better, trying to get it faster, trying to do something different, or they're creative, or they're just they're they're bored of doing it certain ways and they want to try something different. I have two brothers that are, I'd say, in that first camp, and I put myself in the second camp. You know, Doug and John do everything. What they do, they do perfect. But they do it exactly the same way every time, every time, every time. Now, the only thing that's changed and significant in their last 10 years of their career is the power drive. When they get on the power drive, that was the first thing they changed. They only, really only the significant sanding they've, they've done. Their sanding is immaculate, but it is, it's by the book perfect. You know what I mean? Every step is the same step they do every time. They bump, but I was always wanting to see maybe we don't have the best way. Maybe there's a different way. I benefited from them. They benefited from me because I've benefited from their steadiness of, of no, I mean, we, this is the course and we always go down this course. It never fails us. I benefited from them. They benefited from me is that I think you do have to look and see what's new out there and you do have to see what's, you know, what, what, I don't see, you can't just follow whatever, whatever the, the hottest trend it is or whatever. You have to have something behind it. But I, I, I think there is a merit to both of them. So cows don't give milk. You have to take it from them. Okay. That means nothing comes easy. You got to work for it. Cows don't, you know, people say the milk is free. Well, the milk isn't free. You know, you have to take it from them. And then there's the cow that comes a lot comes with that. So Mm -hmm. there you go. All right. That's a good one. Um, One of the other great things about hands-on training is to be coached helpful tips critiques feedback it becomes a big confidence builder and speaking you know from what i see at our own schools coaching doesn't just come from instructors either yeah Uh, that's what i really like about having journeymen there you know yeah because it they'll either back you up or sometimes i've even seen you know, I might not be connecting with a student, you know? Yeah. But then a journeyman will step in and go, you know, what about this? And he'll say it sometimes in a way where he's going to help that guy out. So I, you, you see that every once in a while? Not much, of course, but every now and then. But it's great um, for the hands-on stuff, like I said, to be coached not only by instructors, but your fellow students, journeymen who have a little experience. The other thing about having journeymen there, you know the craft, right? You know the craft and you're very, (laughs) you're very proud of that craft, you know? Um, Any new salesman that I've ever worked with, uh, especially in sport, you know, I, I work with a few new sales guys when I was in sport and uh you know i work with a few sales guys in sport new guys and yeah. a couple of them were like i i don't know how i'm gonna do this yeah. i've never seen it to gym floor i've never and i said listen these guys love their craft okay yeah 
let them teach you. Yep. Just go into the guy and start talking and help him empty bags and then start talking to him. Don't pretend that you know anything. Yeah, please. But let him teach you because they are all so proud of what they do and what they've accomplished that they love talking about it. And you see that a lot at the schools too. And, yeah. you know, once again, constantly saying it, but that's when you really start to see the brotherhood take place. Um, there's not very many things more gratifying than you, than showing something to somebody and they, and they, they watch it catch on, watch them, watch them get it. You know, the light bulb come on for them. Um, whether it's installing or sanding and finishing both, that's a, that's a, a very, uh, and you're right. You see a lot of older guys that are, that we talked about that earlier, that'll do that. And, um, he won't remember this. I know he won't remember this, but, uh, I mentioned Lenny Hall earlier. He was, he was in one of my classes, gosh, years and years. May, I wonder if it was even his first, no, it probably wasn't his first NWFA class. It was probably my second or third. And it was, uh, we were sanding on a panel and I was sanding a certain way. And, and, um, uh, he asked me if I was done. I said, yeah, he goes, well, you haven't run the big machine yet. Uh, and, and what I got out of that is, when I when I edge, uh, the I, the last thing I do on the floor is run the big machine. I do my last edging, then I run a big machine to get cut down on the scratches. And when I got done, um, he does it the opposite way. And I thought, I mean, first of all, I thought, who the hell is this guy, man? I mean, you know, I, I could tell he, <laughs> I could tell he was really good and meticulous. But I was that was so foreign to me. I thought, how could he be this good and him not know that? And I, I'm sure, I mean, everybody has, you know, I mean, I'm, guys do things for certain reasons, no doubt about it. But, um, and, and he wasn't wrong. I mean, in, 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 you know, there, you can do it either way and be right. Uh, but it was interesting. Um, I just, I don't know why I just thought about that. that I love down I, with that. That goes in with Republicans and Democrats. I mean, absolutely. I have seen people that no way this is the absolute only way you can do it you have yeah edge last and i'm on the i'm on your camp i'm like no 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 you drum last yeah that right up you drum last and uh it's pretty funny though because it's just one of the there's really no there's no right or wrong but yeah it it, 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 you know i'm i'm staunchly in my camp as other people are like you say are in theirs I yeah. have I have found uh, the only time that it that it's different for me that I that I um, would agree with uh, running the edger last, and it's on uh, like a herringbone floor, or a pattern big big pattern floor when you're having to cross blocks with a big machine. In that case, I think it does make sense to run the edger last, in case you have any crossover marks, you can kind of hit them as you go along. Uh, but anyhow. I don't know why I just thought about it. I, I'll tell you why. I, I loved uh, I loved all the schools I went to. I never had a bad school. Um, <clears throat> I, I have always enjoyed going to your schools as well. Whenever I get a chance to, I think it's uh, uh, it's just kind of connects you back with the trade. Okay, I think this is my last one. Okay, hands-on training builds overall confidence. Allows you to go on a live job site knowing what to do, what not to do, how to do it, and why we're doing it. I think you started off this whole episode with the who, what, when, why, where, and why. And I think that's one of the things about, didn't you you started off with that? I did why twice. No, Um, I didn't. I was really confused. 
Yeah. No, I, I don't remember starting it off like that. I think that's the when I was in when I was in journalism in high school, it was who, what, when, where, why, and how uh, to write a good story. But I don't know what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remind me. Going on a live job site now, you're gonna have the confidence to go on a live. Uh, live. Why do I keep saying love? You're gonna go on a live job site. Know what to do, what not to do, how to do it, and why we're doing it. That's true. And I don't know why this last quote seemed so appropriate right now to you, but when a cowboy's too old to set a bad example, he hands out good advice. Oof. Huh? Oh, that was, that oh, was timely. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I was, boom. Wait a minute. What was that one again? When a cowboy's too old to set a bad example, he hands out good advice. That is Rob Johnson right there. Nice. All right. Now, when I was coaching, when I was coaching the U.S. Uh, men's postal hockey team, that was one of the jokes was those who can't coach. Yep. Yep. So you got cowboy and farmer quotes. I'm big with sport coaches quotes. Yeah. Or players quotes. So you, I could read those forever. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I follow a Instagram thing where it's nothing but coaches and players and their quotes. And I think that's right up there with farmer quotes and cowboy yeah. quotes. Agreed. Uh, I think so highly of farmers in America. Well, I mean, that's worldwide, probably, I'm sure. But, uh, um, and I love how simplistic the, their, their, their sayings are, and they hold so much meaning. So uh, you don't have to say a lot to, 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 to mean a lot. So I think farmers and floor guys have a lot in common. I think yeah, they have a yeah. lot in common, and I mean yeah. that by nobody really realizes how hard they work. Yeah. You think you do. You think you yeah. know it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I've talked about where I live, the farm. You know, I'm surrounded front and back by cornfield, tomato field, and the guy's also a dairy farmer, and he raises buffalo, too. And that guy works seven days a week. Yeah. Every day of the year. They do. I've, yeah. I've seen him work Christmas. I've seen yeah. him. I mean, it is just unbelievable how mm -hmm. hard these guys work. Yeah. And, you know, I've said this many, many times too. people, even floor Sanders, friends and families or floor, you know, wood floor guys, even their friends and family, really don't realize how hard they work only we do i've said that so many times uh, so many times your friends that have other jobs or whatever they never they'll never understand or appreciate how hard a floor guy works never that yeah absolutely never nope farmers the same way now you know i bartended for a guy who owned mm -hmm. a restaurant and um first it was uh just a like a nightclub type place, the old post road saloon. Mm -hmm. I started as a bouncer, then I was a bartender. And then he turned it into a restaurant. 
but I was still bartending, but the hours were much better. Did, did you turn into a, a bartender after the first guy you tried to bounce out of there? I was a pretty good bouncer. I didn't Were have you? to be a tough guy. Yeah, I didn't have to be a tough guy. Yeah. You just, I, I you, just can, you, you just reasoned with people. I can see you, know you what in mean? that role. Yeah. 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 But the problem with bouncing is there's no no money in being the bouncer. The, the bartenders make all the money. There's no money think, in being a bouncer. I don't think they do it for the money. Bartending? No, bouncing. I don't think a guy is a bouncer because he thinks it's good money. No, no, I learned that really quick. Learned that one really quick. All right, I forget I where I was going with this. I'm thought. sorry, where I was I going with that? Uh, yeah, I, interu- I interrupted you. I'm sorry. That's oh, all you, right. I, th- I think you're going to talk about how hard restaurant people work. Yeah, so this guy turned his bar into a restaurant, and he's serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And except for floor guys and farmers. I never saw a guy work so hard in his life. I mean, he was there every day. He was there most of the day, nights, weekends, you know, in there to collect the money. And, uh, you know, I see these retirement commercials like, yeah, I'm retiring finally. And my life's dream is to open a restaurant. And I'm thinking your life's dream is to work harder in retirement. Yeah. Well, I think one of the challenging things about the restaurant business, too, is the turnover. They have so much turnover. Uh, it's a tough business, no doubt about it. Very tough. And um, you know, it's funny you say turnover because uh, I came into. I used to bartend Friday and Saturday nights, and uh, I came in one Friday night, and I'm setting up the bar and everything. And I I looked over to one of the waitresses and I said, "Hey, where's where's Tommy?" Tommy was the owner, and he says, uh, "She goes, he's in the back doing dishes." I'm like, "What?" So I go back there and I had known this guy forever. You know, we're, we're good friends. So I go, what the hell are you doing? He goes, oh, the brothers, he had these two brothers that would do all the scut work, you know? Mm-hmm. And he goes, the Varian brothers didn't show up today. So I go, so you're doing the dishes? And he goes, well, I, I said, I said, tell somebody else to do the dishes. You're the, you're the freaking owner. Mm-hmm. And he goes, ah, you know, restaurants really don't work that way. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's insane. He looks at me and he goes, okay, do the dishes. I go, I'm a bartender. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rob, I appreciate it. Um, thanks for all the knowledge again. And I would say goodbye to you right now, but according to John Wayne, a cowboy never says goodbye. It's not in his nature. So, uh, until next time, uh, Please stay tuned for another episode.